Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode 124 of The Sco Show, proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Monday, August 10th, 2020. What we're going to do today, we're going to talk some press conference notes. That's right. Patriots players and coaches took to the Zoom to address the media on Friday, and I wanted to highlight two different areas. One, Belichick being in pretty much regular season, mid-season form at this point. But I do want to highlight a couple of answers that he had to some interesting questions. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks because Brian Hoyer, Jarrett Stenham, Cam Newton, they all took turns addressing the media. So I wanted to talk about some of the answers they gave to a variety of questions and highlight some areas that I think will be interesting to focus on as we start getting into actual training camp stuff, not just the sort of phase one things that the players are doing right now. We're going to hear a lot that phrase phase one when we address what Belichick had to say to the media. But before we do that, your usual reminders here at the outset, please do follow along with the hijinks as they are on the Bird app at Mark Schofield. Check out the work. Touchdown Wire, Matt Waldman's rookie scouting portfolio. Matt and I are going to get together and do a video on Justin Fields a little bit later this week. Um, also, the three SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, where I co-host the QB Factory with the venerable Michael J. Kist. And, of course, right here at the pulpit. Let's kick it off with some of the stuff from Belichick and... As I said, it did seem like Belichick is in just about preseason form. Not not preseason, excuse me, midseason form. For example, question. Did anyone on your staff opt out? Answer, no. That's it. Question from Ben Volan, Boston Globe. Is the idea of putting a quarterback in quarantine this year something you're considering with that or any other position on the team? Answer, Yeah, I'd say as always, Ben, we'll try to look at our options and do what we feel is best for the football team. So that's what we'll continue to do. Follow-up. You haven't decided yet if you would do that? Answer, as I said, we're in phase one. We're proceeding in phase one. I can't speak for everybody, but I think my impression is as an organization, as a coaching staff, the support people, the players, there's a comfort level with what we're doing and who's doing it and how we're doing it and we're being productive. If concerns or problems come up, then we'll address those. But for right now, I think it's a good working environment. We're getting a lot done. And the organization has taken a lot of steps to ensure everyone's safety and opportunity to do their job and do it safely and do it productively. Certainly, there is a lot of responsibility on each one of us to do things in a way that don't affect others negatively. That we take the precautions that we can and should. So that's what we're doing. I mean, that's vintage Belichick right there. Like absolutely saying nothing of course he was asked about cam newton and again belichick mid-season form question how has cam newton come to grasp the playbook in terms of the things you have installed so far answer well as i said we're in phase one we're presented a lot of information going through films and we have a daily walkthrough and that's about it again as i said the restart of football is going at a slow place right now The training is ahead of the football. So that's what we're doing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing in there about Cam Newton. 
I mean, if you would, if this was like Jeopardy style and you heard, well, as I said, word phase one represented a lot of information going through films and we have a daily walkthrough and that's about it. Again, as I said, the restart of football is going at a slow pace right now. The training is ahead of the football. So that's what we're doing. Did you think that was a question about Cam Newton? Did you think that had anything to do with a specific player or position? No. The question might as well have been, how's it going so far? Oh, good. We're presented a lot of information. I mean, that's all he says. It's amazing. Follow-up question on Cam Newton. In terms of his physical health and training, has he been up to speed and been able to participate in everything so far? Answer, well, again, the coaches aren't on the field for the training part of the program, so I couldn't really comment on that. Our strength coaches supervise that. And the walkthroughs are the walkthroughs. They're walkthroughs. My goodness. Chef's kiss answer right there. So Belichick, like I said, in mid-season form. But some of the interesting stuff did come out a little bit later in his press conference. And there's a sense among NFL coaches that this year is going to be extremely similar to what we see in the college game, at the college level, at the FBS and FCS levels. Because they don't have... Preseason games. Week one is their first chance to hit somebody in a different uniform. And to you know, to further this point along, I was on the debut episode of a new show over at Bears Bar Room that came out. It dropped on Sunday morning. I got up early, threw the hat on, hopped on a brand new podcast with my boy Arlo Gandia, um, who's the main host of that show over at Bears Bar Room. Um, and J.J. Stankovic, who covers the Bears, a beat reporter for NBC Chicago. And in a question about the weird sort of preseason um, during that show, J.J. talked about the similarity that he has seen with his time as a beat reporter covering Notre Dame. And he talked about how, I mean, obviously, every Bears podcast gets filtered through the lens of Trubisky versus Foles. And J.J. talked about how in years past, you know, Brian Kelly would name a starter for week one. And that person was pulled by like halftime of the week one game because you don't get a full training camp. You don't get preseason games. And so you have to take a shot with somebody. If that doesn't work out, you have to make a change quickly because every game in the college game matters. And so in a question about the different preseason and training camp, and how coaches are responding to that. Belichick had a long answer. Talk about phase one, phase two, phase three. But then he got into this sort of college element. Quote, we won't be able to have those same kind of game experiences that preseason games provide. But everything else is the same. It's at a modified pace or schedule. But the drills themselves and the sequence of those are essentially what they've been. It's just done in a different time frame and it's done over a six to seven week period instead of the three days a week in the sprint and then the four days a week at the end and then a training camp period. Again, this is what every college team does. Every college team goes to training camp, whatever it is, three weeks, three and a half weeks before their first game. And essentially, after we get past these phases, when you start at the 17th, That puts us about in that four-week period until the first regular season game. One of those weeks will be preparation for the opener. So it's very similar to what the college programs have always done and what they're doing now. We just have to modify what we do 
to be more similar or try to replicate it to a degree to what college teams do every single year. And it sort of raises the question, will we see similar moves like J.J. described, not just with the Patriots, but around the league? Will teams like sort of have an idea of who their top guys are going to be and then have to make a change, maybe not halftime of week one, but quickly to adjust for the new reality we're all living in? And so hearing Belichick and hearing other people talk about how this is going to be akin to what the colleges do, fascinating in my mind. Something else that's fascinating, during that Bears podcast I was on, they played a clip of Chuck Pagano. And he was asked a question about, you know, what can the defense do for the Chicago Bears, Chuck Pagano being the defensive coordinator, to help Matt Nagy make a decision on the starting quarterback. And he talked about how the coaching staffs are going to have to work in concert to get everybody ready. So, for example, you know, if the coaching staff wants to see how a quarterback responds to a certain look, they might tell the defensive coaches, hey, you know, during this session, can you blitz a little more? Can you spin the safeties a bit more? We want to see how Foles and Trubitsky handle the blitz or handle rotations in the secondary and vice versa. So if the defense wants to see... You know, how are our guys going to be able to carry vertical routes from the tight ends and running backs? Could you run some of that this period so we get a sense of how Roquan Smith is going to do that? You know, because again, you won't get the joint practice sessions, right? You know, we've often seen the Patriots and the Titans have those joint practice sessions. Well, you know, now you won't get a sense of how the defensive front is going to work against a bell cow running back like Derrick Henry. You might need to see that simulated from your own guys against you. And so Belichick was asked, one of the great things to watch in training camp is you coaching hands-on and making corrections with the players. In this situation, will you have to restrict yourself or go at things in a different way? Answer, I guess we'll see. Yesterday was the first day that we had a walkthrough with both the offense and the defense on the field at the same time. Prior to yesterday, we were defense against defense, off against offense against offense. So yesterday was our first chance to do that. I would say it looked to me like all the coaches coached and players pretty much Played like we always do, other than masks and some modifications, things like that. But no, I don't see any substantial difference, no. And that might seem like a non-answer, but when I read that, I can't help but think about what Pagano talked about, right? The chance to get offense and defense on the field at the same time, to get a chance to get those groups going against each other rather than, you know, when you're walking through stuff as a defense, you've got, you know, Josh Uche lined up as a quarterback, you know, to show a defense something. No, now you've got a chance to get hands-on offense against defense, and it's going to give them that chance to get those looks from the offense, from the defense, to get ready for things. And Belichick talked about this a little later. In response to another question, he answers in part, and I'm quoting here, I think the progression is logical. I think it's working. We've got a long way to go, and we have quite a bit of time before the opening game. Hopefully... We'll be in a competitive position at that point, and I'm sure we'll continue to improve as a team like we always do in the first several weeks of the season. But again, that's the way it always is. So I think you put it all together. We have, and we will find a way to make it work, and we'll try to be effective as we can. A little bit later, fundamentally, we're still going over the same material in a similar progression. We have walkthroughs, we have meetings, we have training and conditioning. We're going to eventually have individual drills when we get to phase two, and then we're going to get to phase three and have an 11-on-11 11 11 drills. I don't think it's monumental, but certainly there are adjustments, none of which I would say are particularly inhibited. 
It's a little bit different, maybe a little bit more time consuming, a little bit more precautionary. But I think we've tried to address everything. And we've asked the players, and they've been great. We've asked the players for their input. If they see something that looks like it needs to be adjusted or corrected or whatever, they're good to bring it up. And then we take a look at it and do what we can to whatever the situation is, try to improve it. We're very fortunate here. We have a stadium. We have a big facility. I know there are other teams that are dealing with a much smaller training facility. We have a lot of big spaces and open space that we can work with, and that's very helpful in the environment that we're in. That's also great to hear, that the players have the freedom to bring up concerns, to bring up ideas, to bring up thoughts on what needs to be addressed, and the team and the coaching staff work together to address them. Again, these are strange times we're all living in, but it sounds like from Belichick's answers that he and the Patriots coaching staff are going to do everything they can to get the players involved, to get their insight, to get their input, and then to incorporate what they want to see into these different phases. Phase one that you're in, phase two, and then phase three. So fascinating to think about. Obviously, we'll try to cover training camp here the best we can here at Pat's Pulpit. It's different. Um, but we will have it covered from every single angle we can. Up next, the quarterbacks took to the Zoom on as well on Friday. Some thoughts and some of their answers on the quarterback battle ahead. That's ahead here in episode 124 of the Sco Show. Mark Schofield back here on episode 124 of the Sco Show. And going to talk a little bit about the Patriots quarterbacks now. Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham, Cam Newton, they all address the media via Zoom on Friday. Going to highlight some of their discussions. And of course, the big name was Cam Newton. The big draw was Cam Newton. Newton had a lot to say about joining the Patriots, the quarterback battle, his relationships with the guys in the room, and his relationships with Bill Belichick. And I sort of want to start there. You know, a lot of people have wondered, Kim Belichick, Kim Ken Newton, can they work together? And Newton had some thoughts on that, saying, quote, I'll just say there's perception, but at the end of the day, it's football. I've loved it ever since I've been here. I've been here going on a week now, and you hear rumors about certain things, but once you finally get settled in on things like that, none of it really matters. It's all just about finding a way to prove your worth on the team. And that final point there, is something that Newton seemed to stress throughout his entire session with the media. And we're coming off a 20-year period with Tom Brady, right? Arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, who still, up until this time last year, kept saying that he was going to go out every single day and try to prove to Bill Belichick and to Josh McDaniels and to Robert Kraft that he was the best quarterback for this team. And you heard similar tones from Cam Newton. Quote, well, as far as competing, you compete every year. Doesn't matter how much a person's paid. Doesn't matter how much a person has experience-wise. Doesn't matter how much a person knows or doesn't know. I think we're all competing each and every day. And I've been competing every single day. Doesn't matter what the team was. Because at the end of the day, you're one game away from losing your job, as I've learned in this past year. At the end of the day, it's just about proving your worth and doing your part. And I wanted to highlight that because that is so similar 
to everything we've heard from Tom Brady over the years, right? At the end of the day, it's about proving your worth and doing your part. And over the Belichick era, you know, people have been amazed, right, at how players will come in and almost overnight they sound like Belichick. They talk like Belichick. They talk like Brady at times. But this is who Cam Newton is too. And it really stood out that he talked about how you compete every year. It doesn't matter what the team was because at the end of the day, you're one game away from losing your jaw. And Belichick, I mean, excuse me, and Newton, of course, was asked about potentially replacing Tom Brady, his arrival in New England. Quote, it's a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you, a challenge that I have to accept each and every day. But no challenge is ever going to be greater than the personal challenge that I challenge myself personally. We all know what that was, what that is, and it needs no mention. But at the same time, for me, I think I have my hands full trying to learn as much as possible in a short period of time. In a couple days now, you're going to read the USA Today NFL preview. And there'll be a piece for me about Brady down in Tampa Bay and how it can work. And it's not scheme. It's not film. It's thought. And I begin that piece talking about how the great ones find ways to self-motivate. They find ways to manufacture, if they have to, that chip on their shoulder. And we just get done as a sports fan base, as a sports society, watching The Last Dance, right? And it was a well-crafted, well-shot, well-filmed documentary that spawned so many memes on Twitter and elsewhere. But one of them is obviously rooted in this concept, right? Michael Jordan, and that's when I took it personally. It seemed like Jordan was able to manufacture or even invent reasons to want to cut out somebody's heart the next night on the court. And one of them dated back to one of his first years in the league was something that was made up, entirely made up out of whole cloth about how some other young player said that he was going to go out and drop 50 on Jordan and did that. And it was made up. It was manufactured. David Aldridge told the story that years later, Belichick, I mean, not Belichick, Michael Jordan copped to it. I, I completely made it up. But the great ones have that ability to find motivation from within. And Brady's no different. 199 productions this offseason, right? What was that? A reference to where he was drafted. After 20 years in the league, that is still at the forefront of his mind. And Brady, every single day, going out there saying, I had to prove to Belichick and to Kraft and to McDaniels that I was the best player, the best quarterback for this team. And now here you have Cam Newton, former number one pick overall. A challenge that I have to accept each and every day. No challenge is ever going to be greater than the personal challenge that I challenge myself personally. We all know what that was and what that is, and it needs no mention. Similar to Tom Brady trying to prove everybody wrong yet again, that he's not done, that he's not over the hill, that his arm isn't a wet fettuccine noodle. There's Cam Newton, 
who's going to go out every single day to try to prove the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule, and I guess by extension, 30 other teams in addition to the Panthers, Ron, for letting him linger. And Newton talked about that, talked about him remaining on the free agent market for so long, for well into the summer. Quote, Honestly, the wait was so long that I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that a lot of different pretensions didn't sort of creep into your mind. And we've seen the videos. We've seen the gram. Newton is going to be a man driven this year to prove everyone wrong. At the end of the day, it's just about proving your worth. The great ones find ways to self-motivate. And I think Newton's going to be a very well-motivated quarterback this training camp and season. But he's not the only quarterback in the room. So I forget, Jared Stidham, a guy who just a couple of weeks ago we thought was going to be the starting quarterback. Quote, I don't really look at it as replacing Tom Brady. I just want to be myself. I want to be a leader for this team and be the best teammate that I can be for this team. You know, Stidham believes in himself as well. And for everybody talking about how Newton's going to come in and win this job outright, Stidham's not going to accept that. You know, Stidham is going to be driven to win this job as well. And the idea that, you know, he's looking at this as a situation where Okay, well, now he's the backup yet again. No. Absolutely. When asked about taking over the starting quarterback role, I think I am definitely ready. I put in a lot of work this offseason to really improve mentally, physically, in a lot of different areas. At the end of the day, I am extremely excited to compete with Cam and Hoy as we go forward in training camp and get into the season and things like that. And don't forget Brian Hoyer. Quote, the reality of our job is whether you're the starting quarterback, backup, third strain, things can change on a week-to-week basis and you have to be ready to go. I'm always up for it. I'm always excited to go out and play. For me, just to go out and practice football again, it's worth it for me to do that. I don't know how the competition plays out, but I'm going out there and preparing like I'm going to be playing in week one. We've got a quarterback battle on our hands, friends, and it's been a long time since we've had one of those. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited to cover it. So that will do it for today. I will be back Thursday. We're going to do a mailbag on Thursday. Haven't done a mailbag in a while. I don't think we've done one since Cam Newton being signed. So we'll do a mailbag show. Whether you want to ask me about the Patriots, the league at large, the NFL draft, COVID-19, anything at all, hit me up on Twitter at Mark Schofield. Slide into the DMs with a question. You can email them. Mark.Schofield at InsideThePylon.com is the email addy. You can drop them in the Scotia Slack channel. If you'd like an invite to that, you can hit me up either of those ways, Twitter or email for the invite. That's doing it for today. I will be back with the Mailback Show Thursday. Until then, friends, stay safe. Wear the masks so we can see this quarterback battle play out in the fall. Wash those hands. When you do, sin along, save those lives, and bless those Patriots reigns down in Foxborough.